Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. What news of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist? Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the seventeenth of September. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna, and I'm Pierre Morrow, and it's a lovely sunny day, isn't it, out there, Giselle? And how are you? <laughs> I love, I love the morning routine on this show where we, you know, make some references to the weather, which none of us really care about. But <laughs> I do. I'm a gardener and a cyclist, Giselle. <laughs> Moving on, moving、yes. on, Pierre.、Um, coming up on today's program, in the second part of the show, we'll be speaking to some organisers, some trade union organisers in Indonesia in the garment industry. Not just about organising workers in the garment industry, but some of the other issues that have arisen in a particular export processing zone,、um, particularly around the rights of LGBTI workers in that factory. So that's in the second part of the program, and and we'll we'll be speaking with Jumasi and Diane.、Um, but of course,、uh, Asia Pacific Currency is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's dot a a w l dot org dot au. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, so find us on those social media platforms, and we post regularly about news, current affairs, and labour movement issues across the Asia Pacific region. Fantastic, and now、uh, we'll go to our regular news updates right now, and also we've got an announcement, but we'll、uh, keep it for the end of the show for a public meeting coming up、uh, this morning. But anyway, over to you, Giselle. First up, we're looking at a nationwide strike. Um, While、well, the historic general strike in India earlier this month was a massive show of force by Indian workers, there are also ongoing actions by workers in that country. This week, workers from the Honda motorcycle plant in Tapukara, Rajasthan, began an indefinite hunger strike to protest against the company's mass dismissal of workers. In another long-running dispute, five more Maruti workers were granted bail, with only a handful of workers remaining in jail. In a separate development, fourteen labour organisations joined forces to form the Movement to Fight for Workers' Rights, or MASA, in order to strengthen the ability of workers to work and act together. Certainly, very exciting、uh, what's happening in India, Giselle, and、um, you're going to go there soon, so that's doubly exciting. And we expect at least half a dozen interviews <laughs> on your return, just to、There、not are, to put pressure on you. I do want to say one more thing about that: is that.、Um, A comrade in an Indian comrade based in the United States、um, has made a documentary about the Maruti workers' struggle. It's、um, it looks really really good. He actually went there and interviewed a lot of the workers and the families that went on the run. Um, or were arrested and and bailed,、um, and we're trying to get a copy of that documentary so that we can screen it here. So do stay tuned for that. It'll be quite a fascinating viewing. That'll be fantastic. And、um, we go next door to Pakistan, where in a historic compensation deal, the survivors of the fa- 
and the families of the 260 workers who were killed in the fire at the Ali Enterprise on the 11th of September 2012 are now to finally receive some compensation. The deal comes after four long years of campaigning by a number of labour organisations, both within Pakistan and internationally. While the amount to be paid out, five million US dollars, is small, uh, it will nevertheless still provide some benefits to the hundreds of affected people. Nevertheless, the fight to bring the owners of the factory to justice for this crime continues, as well as the fight for better occupational health and safety for all workers in Pakistan. And looking now at Thailand, Somyat Puksaka Samsuk is one of Thailand's best-known political prisoners. He is a journalist, a labour activist, and he's been in jail for over five years now, convicted under the draconian and rep- repressive Les Majeste law. The 20th of September is Somyot's birthday. He will be turning 55. The international campaign group calling for the release of Somyot is also calling on supporters to send birthday greetings to him and post them online. Somyot is only one of many political prisoners languishing in jail under the military dictatorship in Thailand. And, of course, we've been bringing you stories of the situation in Thailand quite a bit. In the next couple of weeks, we're also going to um, return to that issue of the referendum. I, I know we haven't really talked about it on APC, but we will be looking at the referendum vote and of course the yes vote got through and um and i would say that if i could sing i would actually sing happy birthday on air but <laughs> listeners are really thank you sing. thank you for sparing us all that's right so i'll just say happy birthday Somi, and i hope it's the last one you spent in jail uh, next we go to china that in the months of august and september there have been a number of strikes by sanitation workers in china calling for wage increases and better working conditions in a related um, issue, the long-awaited trials of detained labour activists from the Panyu Workers Service Centre, a labour NGO in Guangdong province, who um, actually were involved in supporting some of these strike by sanitation workers, is now scheduled to begin later this month. Repression by the Chinese government is not confined to independent labour activists and organisation, as the events of this week in the southeastern township of Wukan have shown, where the whole town was raided by um, riot police. And in South Korea, workers are continuing to resist the economic and political offensive of the government. Following a major demonstration in July, this coming September 27, subway and rail unions will commence an unlimited strike against the government's policies and its repression of unions and its leaders. Major... Uh, lead-up rallies indicate that there is very strong support for the action on the 27th of September. The KPTU, that's the union representing railway workers in South Korea, their president, Joe Sung-soo, uh, has recorded a video detailing why this strike is significant for workers around the world and the need to unite and show solidarity globally. Of course, people will, listeners will remember, in December 2013 or 2014, um, yes, I, can't quite remember I think what, it was December 2014, January 2015, was the massive, massive strike of railway workers over privatisation of um, the railways industry. 
and it is one of those um, cornerstone landmark um, disputes that the government is using to try and smash the entire South Korean labour movement. So definitely um, these guys will, guys as in gender neutral, um, will need support and, and solidarity from us. Yes, and that um, video that you alluded to, um, we'll put up the link um, probably tomorrow on our website. It's a short uh, video link. He's very um, to, the, to the point, and there's English subtitles to it as well. Um, next is an announcement of a public meeting to counter Pauline Hanson, One Nation and the Far Right. Um, as a lot of listeners here in Australia would know, since the start of 2015, there has been a determined push by a number of far-right groups in Australia to increase their influence by exploiting the current economic and political climate to their advantage. While labour and human rights groups have organised counter-mobilisations against them, at the recent federal elections, the, the One Nation Party, led by Pauline Hanson, once again came to prominence on a platform of Islamophobia. History shows that such far-right parties are a threat to workers everywhere and need to be stopped. A public meeting is to be held in Melbourne to discuss the best strategies to counter this growing threat. The um, meeting um, will be at half past six Tuesday, the 27th of September, at Trades Hall, Corner Ligon and Victoria Streets. Did you know, Pierre, that One Nation, the, the four senators that got elected, have recently hired um, an economic advisor from the Trump campaign? I think I might have actually just heard it. Yes, well, that fits in quite well, doesn't it? And and I know many people are going to ridicule that and say that, oh, that means that they're doomed to fail. But I actually think the Trump campaign has a lot of mileage and he's getting a lot of traction. And I actually think that is something to be very, very worried about. And the Trump campaign, actually, I know this is way off topic. Um, yeah. He's actually, their strategy is actually changing um, to becoming more... Um, geared towards getting votes for the election. So uh, looking now at Australia, while Aboriginal people in Australia have survived colonisation, the impact of the invasion has been brutal and long-lasting. In Melbourne last week, in a historic occasion, the first ever monument commemorating the death of Aboriginal freedom fighters was unveiled. And we'll post a video of that unveiling as well if you want to check it out. In the meantime, in the northern state of Queensland, local Aboriginal people have launched a new campaign to recover millions of lost wages. This is a long-standing um, stolen wages campaign from the 60s and 70s. In the 1800s and 1900s, tens of thousands of Aboriginal people were employed as virtual slave labour in a planned and organised operation by the government. And um, just as a final point with that memorial there, I um, highly recommend everyone to go and see it. It's just up the up the road um, from Trades Hall and um, some Victoria Street and Franklin Street. It's quite a um, moving memorial. But that uh, brings us to the end of um, the mini news. It's uh, or the news roundup from the Asia Pacific region. It's twelve past nine o'clock here on your favourite community radio station, Three CR Radio, and your favourite radio program, Asia Pacific Currents. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Now, Giselle, you said you had some. Um... I wanted to play a track. Um, I, I've played this before. It's a, it's such a great song to get you going in the morning. It's a song um, performed by an Australian hip hop band called I, and the song is called Workers United. Workers United. Never be defeated. 
the world all you have to do is believe in yourself we celebrate our great diversity this is the strength of worker solidarity workers united never be defeated we are the people who make things right workers united never be cheated protect your rights that We feel the pain of workplace injury. Bosses who think our lives are cheap. Make them feel the pain of worker solidarity. Stand up, unite, don't turn your cheek. Fight for the right for fair compensation. Fight for the right for better education. Equality, dignity, justice for all. We want it now and we'll have it all. Power to the people. That's a corporation. Boot politicians. The right for self-determination Help put an end to casualization Stand up and fight to return job security Each to the need from each their ability Don't let them chip away our civil liberty Fight with the power of workers' unity Workers united, never be defeated We are the people who make things run Workers United, never be cheated. Workers United, never be cheated. Protect your rights and we're hard bottom one. Workers United, never be defeated. Workers United, we'll overcome. Workers United, never be defeated. Workers United, we'll overcome. and your local music scene and subscribe now. Sixteen minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. We're going to hear a little bit about organising in the garment industry in Indonesia or more particularly an, an export processing zone in the north east of Jakarta. Um, I spoke with Jumasi and Deanne. Jumasi is actually the lead organiser, but her English wasn't great. She starts off um, speaking in English in the interview, but partway through, Deanne supports us with some translation. So you will hear Deanne in the second part of the interview. Jumasi starts off by introducing herself and her organisation. My name is Jumasi. I'm a chairperson of FBLP. ABLP is the Interfactory Labor Federation uh, or Federasi Buruh Lintas Pabrik. I'm a member of Perempuan Mahardika and Pelangi Mahardika too. 
What are the major issues facing the people that work in the garment industry in uh, your in the export processing zone where you organize? Now uh, we organize women workers, and main issue is about sexual harassment and maternity leave. And um, what kind of um, campaigning or support do you provide to the women workers when they complain to you about sexual harassment? Uh, first, we we united the women workers to to learn together uh, and how they can to stop it in the workplace. And then we use a newsletter to or to organize them, uh, and we talk about sexual harassment in uh, media social, uh, social media, and uh, we also uh, use movie too. That's right. You made a documentary. Uh, is that right? Saat ini. Uh, nowadays, we have uh, made a documentary film about sexual harassment at workplace. The film is talk about uh, how we ask um, the female workers to talk about their sexual harassment experience and how to fight against sexual harassment. Uh, now, uh, we start to filming uh, the picture of our female workers who experience uh, sexual harassment and uh, we together also make an alliance uh, to fight against sexual harassment uh, with the program is uh, uh, like a warn, warning uh, warning post uh, that is uh, installed in at workplaces. And in addition to organising women workers, I understand you do a little bit also around LGBTI workers in those factories. Yeah, kami memulai dari awal pembangunan FVLP, kami sudah bertemu dengan... When we start uh, organising our trade union, FVLP, uh, uh, at the beginning, we organize uh, LGBT workers, but illegally, uh, FELP organize and build the community of uh, LGBT workers uh, start in uh, 2013. Yes, 2013. And we uh, work together with uh, Mahatika Women. Uh, it's a women organization to organize and campaigning uh, LGBT workers in Bundut and Nusantara Zone. Is the um, issue of LGBTI workers, is that a big issue in Indonesia? Kalau saat ini lebih pada bagaimana kita diterima oleh uh, nowadays, we struggle uh, for LGBT workers so that uh, LGBT workers uh, are not discriminated by the state or the country. Indonesia is a um, Muslim-dominated country. Does the issue of religion come up much in relation to, to LGBTI workers? Uh, isu agama 
saat ini sih tidak, tetapi negara saat ini sedang melakukan upaya untuk membuat LGBT ini semakin terpinggirkan dengan uh, nowadays uh, now uh, from the religion people is not um, yes they fight against LGBT but uh, not really come up um, the biggest attack is to the biggest attack to LGBT Uh, is from the government itself because the government uh, demand LGBT people uh, to Supreme Court uh, that the LGBT can be criminalized uh, and punished for punished in jail for five years. So if you are LGBT, you can be punished for five years. And now um, the demand from the government still in Supreme Court. And so you are um, organizing workers to oppose these laws. What kind of actions do you take? Uh, yang pertama adalah penguatan terhadap uh, teman-teman di internal pelangi Mahardika, penguatan kesadaran, uh, pemahaman. First, uh, we strengthen the LGBT, the LGBT people, LGBT workers, so that they are not afraid of this. And second, we try to organize public uh, people so to support uh, LGBT community uh, to fight against this law. So that if there is uh, something happen to us, uh, to LGBT workers, we are ready to face it. Is there a big risk to organize as LGBTI workers given the laws that exist that can put you in prison for six years just for being a gay or lesbian person in Indonesia? Kalau saat ini resikonya adalah uh, dicemooh oleh teman-teman dari serikat buruh lain atau dalam masyarakat pastinya Uh, apa masyarakat yang uh, the risk is uh, like uh, bullying from another uh, comrades from another tradition and also from the society and also from the religious people something like that the factories that your union organizes are mostly garment factories why is it that there are a number of gay and lesbian um, workers in those particular factories, why isn't it that other unions also organize LGBTI workers in their factories? Uh, rata-rata tiap pabrik ada LGBT. Uh, in every factory, in that workplace, there is, uh, there are LGBT exists. And they are exist and have rights to join in to be to join in trade union to be active in trade union so that they have rights. Uh, that is the reason reason why we organize LGBT. Uh, and that's why we uh, we believe that uh, we have responsibility to organize LGBT people, LGBT workers because there are access and uh, nowadays none of uh, trade union who protect them or who organize them and also defend their rights.
and as um, as LGBT people, as they have rights to defend their rights as LGBT, not only as workers. The LGBTI movement across the world has developed very significantly in recent years. We've seen a number of countries change the laws to allow gays and lesbians to marry one another. Do you think that day is coming for Indonesians? Kalau untuk saat ini sih belum mungkin ya, tapi menuju ke sana iya. Menurutku yang lebih penting sekarang ini adalah keberadaan kita. Uh, nowadays, uh, for same-sex marriage is uh, uh, not possible yet in Indonesia. Maybe uh, next next time or next years. Uh, now the most important thing is uh, how the government, how the how our comrades, the activists, and also the people admit that uh, we are exist, that LGBT exist, and have rights, uh, have the same rights right with the uh, with other people um also so that uh, they are not allowed to be discriminated in or marginalized in the society and are you um connecting internationally not just with lgbti um social movements but particularly lgbti union and labor movements yeah saat ini kita sedang mencoba mengikuti Uh, apa agenda we now start to have a link with FNB we attend the conference about uh, LGBT workers and also with IIRE in Amsterdam uh, so not 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 many we just uh, start and we will be like and to have a link with more Well, comrades, thank you so much for your time on the program today. Maybe as a last question, I could say, what do you think it will take to win rights for LGBTI workers in Indonesia? Saat ini ada di pikiranku sih, secara internal pelangi mahartika dikuatkan. Yang kedua adalah penguatan terhadap organisasi LGBT di Indonesia. Um, now, um, to, to win the rights of LGBT, uh, I think the most important thing is to build and strengthen um, our community, LGBT community, uh, Mahardika Rainbow, uh, that's the first, and the second, strengthen the uh, LGBT movement in Indonesia, uh, uh, LGBT organizations in Indonesia, and third, The two yeah, most important thing, um, also campaign and uh, networking, maybe in international. Um, we think we need uh, interim support uh, from international uh, to fight against the suit of uh, uh, government and also on the intellectual, intellect, academy, academicism, and also intellectual people from universities who should us in uh, Supreme Court so that the LGBT can be criminalized and in jail uh, for five years. I think we really need your uh, support in international level. 29 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. That was Jumasi, supported by Deanne, speaking about organising LGBT workers in the garment industry in Indonesia.
And uh, we're nearly at the end of the program. Giselle, I've got one quick announcement that today, this morning, there's a meeting by uh, Malaysian solidarity activists. It's called The Road to Bercy 5. And it's all about uh, discussing the uh, anti-government uh, movement in um, in Malaysia that has been uh, going for a number of years. And the big demonstration will be called the Bercy demonstrations. Anyway, The Road to Bercy 5, it's a public meeting. It's at half past 10 this morning, so in an hour's time, starting at the Multicultural Hub at 506 Elizabeth Street, Melbourne. It's basically just opposite the Victoria Market. That brings us to the end of the program. It's 9.30 on the dot. That means we're out of here. We'll be back next Saturday from 9 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. And coming up next might be Asia Calling. That's correct, Giselle. So that's all from me, Pierre Morrow. And me, Giselle Hannah. And stay tuned to 3CR Radio and now to Asia Calling in the replacement of Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.